Warning, warning. I am a mom and occasionally you will hear children in the background, sometimes crying, sometimes screaming. I apologize in advance and hope you still enjoy the podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to God's Goals Podcast. This is day three of me dropping podcast episodes every day this week. It's Passion Week, it's Passover, it's Easter week. However you would like to interpret this awesome week, um, days before Easter, before Good Friday, and after Palm Sunday, then (laughs) have at it. However you would like to label it, but nevertheless, I am dropping episode each week um, in celebration of it so today I would like to discuss the faith and the trust of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego God's goals God's goals recentering our focus on Christ Okay, so in this podcast, we are going to discuss the faith and trust of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So go with me, if you would, to Daniel uh, chapter 3. This is where the story uh, begins. And so we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are captives in the land of Babylon. And there is a king, uh, the king of uh, Babylon, which is Nebuchadnezzar. And so Nebuchadnezzar is constantly doing a lot of things, but in this instance, he's built himself a golden statue uh, that is 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. And he or his advisors have asked everyone to bow to the statue whenever they hear a harp or some type of musical instrument and bow. Well, here we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that are not going for it. They refuse to bow um, to the statue. So already we see that uncompromising behavior that we saw in Mordecai in the book of Esther. Remember we saw that Mordecai refused to bow to Haman, refused to give Haman the quote unquote respect he uh, required of the people or required of people. And we see that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are doing the same thing. They refuse to bow to a statue. They refuse to be in their uh, their values, their morals, and um, you know what they believe for what man wants or for what somebody else wants. They are staying true to what they believe. And I think it's something very what admirable about that characteristic. Standing true in your truths, standing true in your values, even though things around you tell you to do different, say you should do different, uh, is, you know, acting different. I don't know, just if everything around you contradicts basically what you feel in your heart, what you believe in. And um, we know in this instance, it was they believed in their God and that was the only one they were going to bow to. So um, them staying true to God and like, again, when I'm saying your values and stuff, I'm talking about uh, what God has placed in our hearts and um, 
the lifestyle that he's shown us to live. Okay, so we see that they're standing in their truth. They're standing in what they believe in, and it's a no-go to bow into the statue. So let's go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the golden statue I have set up? So already he is in a rage, right? Because he feels like they should be worshiping his gods and bowing to his statues. And his advisors have told him, look, they're not bowing. They're not worshiping your God. These Jewish men are not, they ain't listening. They doing what they want to do. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But basically, they pumped the king up, and he is furious. Uh, so, yeah, the king is questioning them and saying, you know, is it true? Is it true? So that's what we just read. And then he gives them another chance. Listen to what he says in 15. He says, I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. So he's giving them one more chance. Like, I'm going to give you one more chance to bow down. He said, but if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? That was his mistake. <laughs> that was his mistake. His mistake was underestimating their God. The only one God. That was his mistake. And his mistake was limiting that God to the gods that he worshiped. Cause there is no, they are not even on that level, right? So that's what he told them in his arrogance. He told them that there it is again. What do we see from this? The, and I'm not putting any connection with this, but we, since we just talked about Esther and we're pulling out some key points and pulling out some people from the book of Esther yesterday, there is a real arrogance with King Nebuchadnezzar that is the same as the arrogance of Haman, and we've seen that that arrogance is not working out. So one value that we see between, well, two values that we see, the good value that we see between the two stories is one, uh, standing and holding true to what God wants you to do and how he wants you to live. It seems to work out, right? And arrogance does not. And let's see what happens within that arrogance. Okay, so he tells him like, look, you got one more chance, bow down. Or are you going in that furnace? <laughs> and I'm telling you, ain't nobody going to better save you from the furnace. This is King Nebuchadnezzar telling them. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Please don't come to me talking about that is not what it said. But, uh, by the way, I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation, just in case anybody wants to know what translation I'm reading from. And let's look at what uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Um, and we're in Daniel 3.16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. You know, I have heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego since I was a little girl. But it wasn't until I was an adult that 18 stuck out so much. 
It said, but even if he doesn't, even if God doesn't rescue us, we still won't worship your gods. We still won't serve. We won't worship that golden statue and we won't serve your gods. Wow. How many of us can say, even if God don't do what we want him to do or do it the way we think he should do it, we still are not going to waver in our trust and our faith and what we believe in and what we believe God for. That's hard. That's why the podcast is about their faith and their trust in God. You know, their faith in God, you know, kept them strong. They, they didn't allow them to, to conform to the things around them, conform to other gods and, 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 and bowing to golden statues. And their trust in God said, no matter what, no matter how this works out, we still believe in our God to rescue us, to be with us, to whatever, however he worked out, we still, it's, it's, it's all in God's hands. It's, it's all good, it's all great. So again, I think that, but even if he doesn't, gets to me because I'm wondering, my goodness, that's some strong faith to say, even if things don't work out the way we want them, we still, or the way we think they should, we still are going to not waver on our beliefs. You know, come on. Most people, we can be honest with ourselves, when stuff starts to go left or not the way we want it, sometimes we get to questioning, mm, you know, get to questioning God. We get to wonder why this person had to leave us, why this had to happen, why couldn't I have it this way, why didn't this dream come true, why didn't this da da da, why didn't my life turn out this, why do that? So we do kind of get, we become discouraged or, but to have the trust and the faith to say, even if it doesn't work out, we still won't waver. We still won't, you know, we won't uh, waver from what we believe, waver in our trust. That is, that is amazing. And um, that is the lesson I pulled from them. But it gets better. It gets better. See, it's something about that level of faith that produces, I don't know, some crazy results, right? So let's go on and see what happens when they tell him that. So remember, he didn't question them. And they said, first of all, we don't have to explain ourselves to you. Like, right? And they, of course, again, doo-doo, I'm going to insert myself and in saying, I'm paraphrasing. But they basically did say that, right? That they don't have to explain themselves to him. And that their God is more than capable of saving them. But if he don't, they still won't worship his God. And they still won't bow down to that statue. Okay, so let's see how Nebuchadnezzar takes that news. Daniel 3.19 said, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. Distorted. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody being so angry that their face is distorted? Oh, you know he was hot. You know he was mad. Because you got me in front of everybody and basically told me, one, you don't have to explain. I'm the king now, mind you. You're telling me you don't have to explain yourself to me. Then, on top of telling me that you don't have to explain to me, you tell me that you ain't going to bow down to him. Then you told me that your God had the power to rescue after I just told you that nobody could rescue you. Oh, he was mad, right? So, he commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Now, it's already a furnace to fire. It's already hot. <laughs> At this point, he was just being petty, right? <laughs> but like we say, he is 
angry, distorted in figure because he's so angry, okay? So uh, then he ordered uh, some of the strongest uh, men of his army. We're in verse 20 here. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into a blaze into the blazing furnace okay so they tied them up and threw them into the furnace fully dressed in their pants turbans robes and other garments and because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace the flames killed the soldier as they uh threw the three men in so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. Okay, so let's just take all that in. So here we are. He didn't, he's mad. He didn't order the, the fire to be put seven times hotter than normal. Got some of his strongest men to tie them up, bind them in a clothes. And we see that the furnace, because the furnace was so hot, because he got so mad and the furnace was so hot, three of his men ended up getting killed. See, they didn't even really notice the miracle then, right? Look, that was a miracle right there. Three people got killed just opening or trying to put them in. How in the world is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go straight in there? Hmm. Didn't notice that. Just noticed that, right? Okay, verse 24, here we go. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Did we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty. We certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth one looks like a god. Wow. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you throw two people, I mean three people in the furnace, all of which uh, are tied up, securely tied up. And all of a sudden, they walking around untied with somebody else in there. That's it for me, too. <laughs> I don't blame. <laughs> I don't blame. But let's see what happens when, he, when all this is starting to go down. Let's see what happens. Then Nebuchadnezzar came um, as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. Man, that's a change of heart. <laughs> That is a change of heart. That is such a change of heart. Nebuchadnezzar went on a, some friendly terms with him, huh? Hey, friends. Hey, hey, hey. Servant of the most, of most high. Y'all yeah, come on out here. Come, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So he really had a change of heart then, right? Even, even going from, oh, and nobody can save you to saying servants of the most high God. Right then and there, he was exclaiming God is the most high God. So it definitely had to change the uh, heart, right? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high uh, officers, official governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. They didn't even smell like where they were. They didn't smell like well, where they had just come from. Because when you're with God, you don't always look like where you came from. All right now. huh? When God is with you, you don't necessarily look like where you came from. You don't look like what you've been through. All right. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm not going to play with that one on this podcast. But you know what I'm talking about, right? 
All right. Talk about making all things new. When we look at Nebuchadnezzar, we see that he has a new thought process when it comes to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, right? He went from saying, oh, nobody can save you to saying this. Let's look at Daniel 3 and 26. He says, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's commandments and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. So even Nebuchadnezzar acknowledges the fact that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted in their God. Trusted in God. So when we talk about their faith and their trust, right? Their trust was evident. Their trust was evident. I think even he, I think King Nebuchadnezzar knew that even before he threw them into the fire, that when he, I think he realized, man, they are unwilling to bend. They are, they are unwilling to be moved. Cause you know, things in life will test us to test to see if we really have the faith and the trust that we act like we have, or even that we say we have. And when we actually persevere through the things that test us, then we come out new. We come out different. And even though we may not come out the way we thought we would, maybe if things, even when things don't work out the way we thought we would, there is still a victory in the fact that we did not waver from trusting the God that we know is able to rescue us, to save us. And even then, someone else may have the opportunity to see what we see in our God, to see why we believe and trust in our God. And that's what happened with Nebuchadnezzar in this story. Because of the trust that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had for God and said, no matter what, even if it don't work out the way we think it should work out, even if he don't come and rescue us, we still won't bow or worship to your God. Even if my situation doesn't change, even if it doesn't, even if I don't get the thing I think I should get, or even if I'm not where I feel like I should be, I still won't stop trusting the God that I know is able. And I think especially during this time of uh, pandemic and everything going on around, it's important for us to remember, even though things are crazy right now, even though things may not be working out the way we want them to work out. And even if God doesn't work it out the way we think it should be worked out. Oh, come on, God, just make it go away. Make it even if it doesn't happen that way. We have to still keep our trust and faith in God because we know he's able. We know he has a plan. We know he's capable of saving us. And saving and rescuing may look different, right? It may not look like it should look, right? Because he could have just came before they even got into the fire, right? He could have just came, God could have came and saved them before they got into the fire. But God did it his way. He was in there with them. See, sometimes it's important, not necessarily that we have to be saved before we get uh, to the fire, or get in the fire, but that God is with us in that fire. Because when he's with us, we say, Saint, we're okay. Because even if we're in the fire, we're okay. There is a difference from being in a fire without God and being in the fire with God. Cause even in the fire with God, people can look and say, man, 
it's somebody else up in that fire with them, right? And if we put bring it to real life, man, so-and-so is handling that so well. It's some, something. There's a God with them. There's something about that God that she be worshiping or that she tries to tell us about. There's something about that God because look at how she's handling the death of her mother or the loss of her child or her divorce or, or her, her situation or loss of her job or, or anything. Look how she's handling a pandemic. It, it, it's something, it must be, it, there's a fourth person in that fire. There's somebody else in that fire with her. And the onlookers are saying, "Let's. I, I wanna get to know that God. I wanna get to know that God. So don't necessarily worry about being in a fire, being in an uncomfortable situation, being, being where you don't feel like you should be or not having what you don't feel like you should have. Worry about the God that's in that with you. Worry about the God that's in the fire with you. That's in that scenario, in that situation with you. And be grateful that he's in there with you. Because you can come out not smelling like smoke. You can come out without your clothes being torched. And when you come out, other people will be at awe about what your God can do. So be strong in it. Have that trust and faith in your God. That no matter what, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, don't bow. We won't worship. We won't fold into fear. We won't fold into that anger. We won't go back to that bad habit. We won't go back to that thing that we know we shouldn't. We won't do it no matter what is happening around us, no matter what everybody else is doing, no matter if you threaten us with the, fir uh, the fiery furnace. We're gonna trust in the God that is able to save me, but even if he doesn't, I still won't go there. I'm still gonna have the faith and trust that it'll all work out because my God is more than able. No matter what, no matter what. Does that mean everything is gonna go perfectly? No. Does that mean we won't be hurt? No. But with him, it'll be better. It's better. And, it, and it'll produce something, right? There's sometimes you go through things you're like, what in the world was that for? You know, what, what did that resolve? But with God, when we go through things, it, it resolves something. It, it's for our benefit. It's some growth or it's for someone else and it blesses someone, which is still for our benefit because that's, that's what we are made for, right? To help each other, you know, to help each other. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. We are on day three. Yep, yep, yep. How exciting. Thank you so much for listening to God's Goals Podcast. I don't want to end the podcast without offering Christ to any one of my listeners. Um, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. There's more things to building up your spiritual walk and making that change. But the first step, confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Okay, so I have a podcast out called It's a Gift. Go to that podcast and it goes into more details about receiving that gift and, and tools um, that you can use along the way as you strengthen your spiritual journey. I guarantee you accepting Christ will be the best thing you ever did. Go to that podcast and listen to it and get some information there. Okay. Thank you guys again for listening. See you next time. Bye.
God's goals, recentering our focus on Christ. 